it. You made it to Shady Lane's Greenhouse. This is the place where we get all of our Easter flowers and all the flowers for our Senior High Flower Sale. And if you are a regular Easter attender at the Cross of Life campus, you might have noticed that um, we didn't have our usual Easter flowers when we filmed most of this service. You would be right because we filmed this service on Thursday and the flowers are arriving on Saturday. And so since we could not bring the Easter flowers to you, we thought that we would bring you to the Easter flowers. So here you are, you made it, hooray, hallelujah. And you made it. You made it to Easter church. Uh, I don't know what it took to make that happen for you. Uh, maybe it meant putting down the dishes and settling into the couch. Maybe it meant grabbing the keys and hopping into the car. Maybe it meant waiting until kids were asleep and putting in headphones. Uh, maybe it meant figuring out how to use the dang computer. Maybe it meant giving up some of your usual Easter traditions to keep yourself or others safe. Maybe it just meant taking a break from soaking up the sun on some beautiful beach somewhere. Um, but whatever it took, you made it to Easter Church. You are here. Hallelujah. And you made it. You made it through the past year. Um, a year unlike any other year ever. Um, a year full of racial tension and a crazy presidential election. And of course, most especially COVID and the way that it completely upended our lives and all of our plans and everything that we were just used to thinking was normal. Um, and, and it was a hard year. It was a hard year and that was all on top of like just the regular hard stuff that fills human lives in any given year. Whatever this year was like for you, you made it, you are here. Hallelujah. This was a hard year for a lot of people in a lot of different ways, maybe including you, uh, definitely for me. And it was an unusual kind of hard in that it was collective, right? Like we were all having a hard year all at the same time. And so um, usually we kind of take turns, right? So usually that means when you're having a hard time, I can help you. And when I'm having a hard time, you can help me. Uh, and we couldn't do that this time because we were all uh, struggling all at the same time. And so um, kind of tension was higher and resentment was faster and anger was just a little bit closer to the surface in families and in colleagues and in any kind of human action, interaction at all, really. We're just, we're not at our best, you know, when we are uncertain uh, or afraid. The flip side, though, of the collectiveness of the hard was that at the same time as we did kind of all each need a little extra from each other and have a little bit less to give to each other, at the same time as that, there also was this kind of sense of communal solidarity because it was hard for everyone at the same time. And so we knew that uh, we weren't the only ones. Everyone else was having a hard year too. And, and out of that um, came this sense that we were all in this connect, all in this together. I mean, just COVID itself by the very contagious nature of the disease has kind of, you know, brought home our interconnectedness in a way that 
maybe nothing else ever has before in all of human history. And because we were struggling and we knew everyone else was struggling, there was a little bit more grace, a little bit more forgiveness, a little bit more generosity. Um, and out of this collective hardship, this kind of cool creativity bubbled up too, right? So I think including things that we hope stick around even post-COVID, like video church, for example, and this idea that you can bring your faith family with you wherever you go. And if that sense of interconnectedness stuck around, if that generosity and compassion and grace stuck around, those would all be really good things. We can't talk about the empty tomb without talking about the cross. We can't talk about Easter Sunday without talking about the days that come before it. Um, and there's a reason that it's Holy Week and not like Holy One Day. And, and it's not because, I mean, we really need Good Friday and the Saturday Vigil and not because they're like some toll that we have to pay to be allowed to pass or some ticket we need to buy before we can get into the good stuff but because Friday and Saturday are what makes Sunday so precious. And when I look at the cross and I think about the story of Holy Week, I see three promises. These are promises from God to us for any time we go through any kind of hardship um, in the past year, in any past years, or in any years to come. And the three promises are that we will not suffer alone, we will not suffer forever, and we will not suffer in vain. And this is why we need Good Friday and the Saturday Vigil. Not because they're like some kind of toll that we have to pay to move forward, um, or because they're like a ticket that we need to buy in order to get in and see the good stuff, but because Friday and Saturday, this is our proof when we suffer that we have a God who knows what that's like and who has experienced that, who knows what it is to feel pain, to be betrayed, to suffer, and probably hardest of all, to watch someone that you love suffer and not be able to save them from that. And Friday and Saturday, this is our proof that darkness and death, unbelievably, these are the very ingredients God chooses to use to make life and freedom, not just for Jesus, but for all of us. And because of that, when we go through our own Fridays where we are in pain and our own Saturdays where we are anxious and afraid and uncertain and it seems like the end of the road, we can know that Sunday is coming. So Friday and Saturday are what makes Sunday so precious. And Sunday is what makes our Fridays and Saturdays not only doable, but also purposeful. And when I think about this story, and I think about those three promises, won't suffer alone, won't suffer forever, and won't suffer in vain. You know what word I keep thinking of when I think about those promises and I think about this story? Hope. This is a story of hope. And to be clear, that is not an absence of pain. When you think of those promises, there is no protection no promise of protection from pain. On the contrary, there is an assumption of suffering, right? And the only good news about that news is that it's true and it's real, right? Life is hard. 
But when we have this kind of hope, it's almost like there's a part of us that becomes untouchable. It's like this hope and the story of Easter builds this barrier around our heart to say to any trial that comes at us, you can come this far, but no further, no further. That is a part of us that cannot be touched by any trial and nothing, 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 neither height nor depth nor virus, nor diagnosis, nor illness, nor job loss, nor loss of life itself. Nothing in all creation can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can touch that part of us. Nothing can take away that hope. Not even our own lack of hope can take away the hope that is Easter morning. So think about where you were one year ago today. Last year, Easter was on April 12th. So at this point, uh, one year ago, we were still in Lent. We were in the very early stages of that total shutdown. Um, everything had been taken away. And I remember somebody posting online, this is the lentiest Lent I ever Lented. <laughs> oh, we didn't even know then what the next 12 months were gonna bring, right? Like how naive we were. It's been a hard year and a really hard winter, but um, I don't know about you, but at least in our family, things are definitely starting to look up. We're both vaccinated now. Uh, people are coming back in church. Oh, Alice is back in daycare. Hallelujah. Sal slept five straight hours last night. Hallelujah. And next week we are going on our first vacation in over a year. Hallelujah, friends. And if that's true for you too, if you're feeling like the hardest part is behind you and things are starting to look up, that is so awesome. Praise God. If Easter Sunday on the calendar is matching Easter Sunday in your life, that is totally worth celebrating. But I just want you to know, friends, if that is not where you're at right now, if in your life it is still Friday or still Saturday, you are still in pain or you are still waiting, this day, this day is for you. This day is about a hope that makes you untouchable. When life is good, Easter is easy. When life is hard, Easter is precious. Either way, Easter is about hope and hope is always worth celebrating. So my friends, for you, for me, for everyone, may this be the Easteriest Easter ever. And now our hymn of the day, Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Let's sing. <laughs> 